greatest symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. To the Hogan Era Podcast. I am your host, JP. John Paz is, of course, part of the two-man power trip of wrestling on the TMPT podcasting feed. If you didn't check it out already, please check out the interview I just did with the immortal Hulk Hogan. It's short and sweet, but it is great, and it's awesome to get him on. And if you think about bucket lists and who's at the top and who you want on the show more than anybody, Hogan was number one. Every list I've ever made, every thought, every thought I've ever had, every you know, bucket list I could ever created the number one guest of all time that I wanted on the show. I don't care. It was for, you know, uh, a few minutes or a few hours. I mean, whatever I can get him for. It was Hulk Hogan. He was number one, the immortal, the goat. The reason I fell in love with the business to begin with was the Hulkster. And that was in the mid eighties, early mid eighties there, uh, 1984, 1985, which is of course the beginning of the Hogan era, which is what the show is all about. 1984 to 1993, the beloved golden era of professional wrestling, also known, of course, as the Hogan era. Pretty awesome to get him on. Pretty awesome to hear his thoughts on his own legacy, who his top five opponents of all time were, which is very great. If you haven't listened to it, I'll I'll share it here. And it's just kind of also before we get into the Mr. Perfect episode, I also want to mention my top five favorite Hogan opponents of all time. Now, really, he was awesome, obviously, in WCW and in in, in the NWO and really saved the business and gave it another wrestling boom. He's responsible for the only two big wrestling booms in our lifetime when he was a heel in the NWO and obviously during the Hogan era of the WWF. But he says the top five opponents of all time, Macho Man Randy Savage, Paul Orndorff, excuse me, not Paul Orndorff, I'm sorry, Macho Man Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, Big John Studd, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm thinking Orndorff because my top five is Orndorff, Andre, Savage, Piper, Big Boss Man. I know I just love that Boss Man feud. So that'll be my top five. But it's interesting you'll hear uh, on the show with him that we just did the special TMPT special feature episode that just came out last week. So you'll love that one. Really cool stuff. Really interesting to kind of see his take on things and, and to get to talk to him for a few minutes. But that was awesome. Lifelong goal achieved, bucket list achieved. But anyway, on to the matters at hand here. The big Mr. Perfect episode, Kurt Hennig, would be feuding with the Hulkster a little bit of 89 and, of course, into 1990. The whole thing about 
Kurt Hennig and Mr. Perfect here was if you saw the vignettes, if you saw the golf and the basketball and him throwing a football to himself, you were like, wow, this, this guy is just unbelievable. Obviously, there's a little bit of trickery going on involved. He's not Mr. Perfect. But if you talk to a lot of the guys backstage, he was good at everything. He wasn't you know, necessarily perfect, so to speak, but he was great at everything. He was great at every sport. He could really do a lot of that stuff. He could really play golf, basketball, football, you know, whatever you wanted to do. So he really was a supreme athlete. And a lot of that stuff was obviously, you know, you base it in reality, but you stretch the truth or you stretch it out and, and make it more grandiose for the character and you make it bigger and, and a bigger deal for the character. But I just think it's great that that is kind of based in truth. Like he really was great at everything. He really could do all this kind of stuff. And, you know, if you want to play horseshoes, he'll dominate horseshoes. You want to play golf, he'll dominate golf. So it's pretty awesome to think with perfect that he really was perfect to, to an extent, of course, but he really was that guy. And that kind of athlete, he was just great at everything. Really, really cool to really think about that and listen to a lot of the guys backstage have a lot of different comments about him, but a lot were about his athleticism, how great of a worker he was, how great of an athlete he was, how great of a seller he was, how great of a bumper he was. Also, of course, how great of a ripper he was. And if you know a lot of backstage stories, he would definitely rib a lot of the boys. Just recently heard a, a funny one I've heard before, but a funny one about Perfect was that he took a couple of the guys bags and he got handcuffs and what would happen was he took the handcuffs and he got the crane operator for the building to put it on the roof not the roof of the locker room the the roof of the building <laughs> so i don't know how he convinced the guy to do that and, and obviously kind of like a dangerous thing and the crane operator used to that stuff but man imagine I, I mean, I love pranks and I love stuff like that. And I love ribs. I mean, it's just, it's something about it. It just tickles me to death and just so funny. But imagine if you're the guy and you get your bag and all of a sudden Hennig points up to the ceiling and it's like, oh yeah, is that your bag? And the guy's looking, looking, looking. He's like, oh my God, what the hell? And then it's tied up to the roof with, you know, a, a handcuffs. Just, ah, I don't know, something about perfect in his ribs are so funny. I know they're nuts. You could say that mean spirit. I don't think that's mean spirit. That's pretty funny. Uh, but I just, I just love a lot of that stuff. And with Marty and Sean, you always hear funny stories of him, him egging those two on, him telling Marty, oh, you're the best. Him telling Sean, he's the best. And then those two literally getting into a fight at the bar and him just sitting back, watching, kind of enjoying what he just created, the the masterpiece he just created. So, I mean, he's got such a great personality or had such a great personality, such a great river, so much fun. But really, today's episode is going to be focusing in on Mr. Perfect, the wrestler, the worker, the athlete, and his feud with the Hulkster. So really, if you go back to 1981, 1981, Kurt Hennig defeats Fred Marzino on a WWF wrestling TV in Allentown, PA, the good old Allentown, PA, where the WWF did all those TV tapings back in the day. Just pretty interesting to note, like, wow, 81 is when he made his debut. It's just um, pretty uh, pretty remarkable if you really think about it. He and Dominic DiNucci had a tag title shot against the Moondogs in 1981. So, I mean, he's a part of some pretty interesting stuff. I mean, he's not getting a huge push, but he's getting some big wins. He is getting in my hometown of Asbury Park, New Jersey at the convention hall, which is still standing strong, by the way, Don Morocco defeated Kurt Henning and defended his intercontinental title. So he was getting intercontinental title shots as well. He's on TV on the MSG network, prism network. He's beaten Baron Michael Cicluna. He's beaten Johnny rods. Uh, if he's facing, you know, more elite talent like Morocco or let's say, Mr. Fuji and Mr. Saito, he's probably taking a loss. Like him and SD Jones are getting tag title shots, but he's taking the loss there. But just um, interesting to note that I think that his debut was way earlier than people thought. Like I think people didn't realize he was in the WF in 1981, 1982, and even in 1983. People really thought he made his debut in 1988, but that's not necessarily true. He does technically make his re-debut, I guess you could say, five years after he leaves. So he leaves WBF 219, 1983. He loses to Jose Estrada on the Prism Network in Philly, PA. Then he doesn't make his return for five more years. Obviously, he spends lots of time in the AWA dominating there. So really, 729-1988, Kurt Hennig defeats Scott Casey on a house show in Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Dome, and that was his re-debut within the company, and that's kind of what everybody thinks, that he made his debut in 1988, but 
not necessarily accurate. I guess you would more of call it the re-debut in 1988. And obviously when he comes back in, he is Kurt Henning at first, but he would eventually become Mr. Perfect, which is the gimmick we were always talking about at the top of the show. Obviously with Hogan and Henning, they did have a little bit of interaction in NWA and a little bit of act of um interaction in new japan pro wrestling a couple tag matches a couple battle royals things like that but that was from 92 93 and of course again after the hogan era in wcw they would then meet again and even xwf they would have a nice little match there in 2001 but this is hogan era we got to talk about strictly hulk hogan business here when Mr. Perfect first comes in for the, I'd say about the first month or so, he's Kurt Hennig. He's beaten Terry Taylor. He's beaten Lanny Poffo. He's beaten Sam Houston. He's beaten SD Jones. He's beaten, like I mentioned, Scott Casey. Okay, everything's going good. Then they decide, okay, I want to give this guy character. I want to give this guy a gimmick. The good old story goes, Vince talked to him. He's great at everything. This guy literally is perfect. He can do everything. So what happens is he becomes Mr. Perfect and becomes a larger than life character. Everybody remembers him. Everybody loves him. And, you know, kind of the rest is history from there. It's just that you pretty much think, okay, if you're in this Hogan era, everybody has a character. Everybody has a gimmick. You can't just be a really straight up wrestler. Everybody's kind of identified by a character. What is Kurt Henning? Who is he? He is what he says he is. Perfect. He is Mr. Perfect. So he starts feuding a little bit with Jim Brunzel, obviously getting many, many victories and through 1988 remains undefeated because, hey, if you're Mr. Perfect, you're going to have a perfect record, which I thought was was just uh, just, I don't know, a genius way to kind of start a character. I know nowadays you see that a lot more often. You have streaks and all this other stuff, but this was definitely different for this day. I mean, you, you they didn't even talk a little bit about a guy being undefeated or a guy going on a streak, but this guy was literally perfect. He would never lose. I mean, he's beaten Paul Roma. He's winning a Survivor Series 88. He's beaten Jose Luis Rivera, Coco Beware, Tim Horner. I mean, Tito Santana. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that he starts to build himself up a bit as we get into 89. Cause then when he starts doing house shows and kind of stepping up in talent after beating all the guys I just mentioned, he has a house show draw with Rick Martell. It goes to a time limit. He has a match with Tito, actually two or three with Tito that go to time limit draw in Chicago and Omaha, Nebraska. So, I mean, he's stepping up in talent. There's no doubt about that, but he's still remaining undefeated. He's still remaining perfect. He defeats Tito Santana by a countout to Maple Leaf Gardens. He's beaten the Blue Blazer, and he's kind of just going along, going along, and really, really just building up his character, building himself up by never losing, by being able to maintain that perfect record. He then steps up in competition again on Nesson 318-1989 and also on MSG, same day working twice, which happened a lot back then, of course, but uh, he worked twice on that day, defeating Ronnie Garvin on both shows. Of course, the one at MSG is the one I remember because we were able to, being in that market, get that tape. But if you're in the Boston market in Boston Gardens, you got Nesson, and you saw Mr. Perfect beat Ronnie Garvin there as well. So, yeah, he's stepping up in talent, all right. But WrestleMania five, he's going to be a part of the show, defeating the Blue Blazer in about six minutes. That, of course, was at the Trump plaza convention center in atlantic city in new jersey all a part of the big wrestlemania 5 the mega powers explode extravaganza he then enters a little bit of a feud with brett the hitman Hart. i mean they have a bunch of time limit draws uh, they're going all over the place msg rochester new york detroit richfield hershey pa i mean they're having time limit draws everywhere this is really when you're like wow the especially the msg match which i still have on tape believe it or not vhs tape um, also on that card, Hogan versus the Macho Man. So good, good damn card there. Some really, really uh, good stuff. Uh, Sell out there of over 16,000. Great stuff. Um, by the way, Savage just ended up defeating Hulk by count in that main event. But really good stuff. Perfect versus Bret Hart in that time. The drug was 20 minutes. That That is uh, probably the match tonight. That was really, really good stuff there. But it just show, goes to show you that um, Perfect is really, you know, not only great, but he's giving these other guys kind of a, a platform because he's really making a name for himself and Brett's a tag team guy. He gets the feud with perfect. And all of a sudden people are really starting to take 
him but no, you know by notice and take him like seriously it's like wow bret hart took mr perfect this guy with the perfect record to the limit he must be great so then they would have literally great matches and time limit draws in washington dc nashville salisbury maryland the cow palace in san francisco sacramento i mean they brought this feud everywhere i mean they were back on nesson they were having a house show in ontario lincoln nebraska just a great, great feud all through the, the few months there in the spring of 1989. Great stuff from Perfect, and of course, great stuff from Brett the Hitman Hart. That's really kind of, I felt anyway, where he really came out of his shell and became the, the one-on-one performer. I know he would go back to the tag division, and really the feud doesn't heat up again until 1991 when Bret Hart defeats him at MSG at SummerSlam 91 in a classic, awesome match. So... It's kind of a few that lasted, you could say, for a few years. And then again, in 93, they kind of start up with King of the Ring. And they have that awesome, epic match that, uh, if it isn't five stars, because I don't think Meltzer ranked it that way, it should be. It was it was a perfect match, King of the Ring 93 match of the night. Go check that out if you haven't. But this, this is the Hogan era. So let's focus back on Hogan himself and Perfect. As Perfect is going through 1989 and defeating Jimmy Snuka and defeating a lot of other guys, He's basically gearing himself up for a match with the Hulkster. And he's technically not perfect because he does lose to Warrior on a house show in in late 89. He does lose to Hogan in late 89 on a house show. But you didn't know that on TV. They didn't announce that. They didn't talk about that. They weren't promoting that. They wanted you to think that he was still undefeated. So, Really, if you just go back, if you look at it, the first time that Hogan and Perfect were kind of in the same match together was Royal Rumble 1989. I know he doesn't end up winning this one, but he technically doesn't lose. I guess if you're in a Royal Rumble and you don't win it, I guess you could say you lost, but uh, you weren't pinned once and maybe you just got thrown over the top rope. I technically wouldn't count that as, as ending the undefeated streak at all here. But Big John said, of course, won that one. That was at the Summit in Houston, Texas. Hogan, of course, was eliminated by the Twin Towers in that match, but Big John Studd got the big win there. But the first one-on-one match they ever had against each other, 11-22-1989, Mr. Perfect would defeat Hogan via countout. St. Paul Civic Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. So they're keeping him hot there, but then they go to Austin, Texas, 12-1-1989, Hogan defeats Perfect. The next night in Freeman Coliseum, which, by the way, is still alive and kicking there. I believe AEW is having a show coming up there this week. Hogan defeated Perfect there. Hogan defeats Perfect in Little Rock, Arkansas. Then when you start getting up and working on the East Coast, they didn't really want Perfect losing by a pinfall. and They didn't want the fans getting any sniff of a loss because they wanted to keep him perfect. So what happened was, they, him and Hogan have matches in Nassau, Boston, Springfield, Mass, Hamilton, Ontario, Montreal, Quebec, Philly Spectrum, Sacramento, San Francisco, L.A., Bloomington, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. All of those matches, Mr. Perfect would defeat Hulk Hogan via countout or via DQ. So mostly countout, but it's one of those things where, okay, you're working your way up the East Coast, the Hogan, you know, WWF, really their home base, and perfect he's getting wins over hogan night after night after night i know he's not pinning him and i know he's not submitting him but still he's getting wins over hogan by a countdown and that means something it means like okay they're seeing something here they are having some great sellouts here they are doing some big business and they're continuing to have perfect feud with hogan because they are doing good business the only thing that that we'll, we'll get to it in a second here is they weren't doing as big a business as I guess they thought or they wanted or, or something just was was missing a little bit. But these shows were all doing well and they were building up to a very, very big show at MSG. So what happens is they have a match in Chicago at the Rosemont Horizon, Rosemont, Illinois, Chicago. Basically, they have a match in, in South Bend and they'll have a match in Rochester, New York, all building up to this MSG match, but a little you know, break before the way would be WBF Saturday night's main event number 25. Yes, you're building up this big house show in MSG, but before we get there, we're going to the UTC arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 1 3 1990. Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior defeat Mr. Perfect and the Genius. So as we're heading into WrestleMania 6, we're looking at Hogan and Warrior 
who are having a little bit of tension. It kind of starts there, and it's just interesting. You know, you're teaming up your two big guns, the two most popular guys in the roster, and they're teaming up against Perfect and Genius, the heat magnet that the genius was, Lanny Poffo, and the Mr. Perfect, Perfect Wrestler, great heel, great athlete, maybe one of the best workers in the roster, putting them together against Hogan Warrior, Saturday night's main event, big crowd, big audience at home, millions of people watching Hogan Warrior get the win. But you're kind of teasing something there. You're you're really pushing perfect, teasing perfect. Could he be the WrestleMania six opponent for Hogan? Would it possibly be the Warrior face versus face? I know we're going to Toronto. We're going to the Sky Dome. It's going to be a huge crowd. Would Hogan and Perfect draw that huge crowd, or do you need something huge? Do you need something epic? Do you need a monstrous main event? And I think that's why they were always leaning Hogan Warrior. I don't really think Hogan Perfect was ever going to be the main event. And you could say, oh, they didn't draw that well when they went to MSG. And I'll get to that in a second. And maybe that's why. But, I mean, you're selling out the the Sky Dome here. I just don't foresee. I just don't see Hogan versus Perfect being the main event. Although I love it. And I think that's a great match. I think you needed something epic. You needed something huge. And you needed something just really, really important. And I think it had to be Hogan versus Warrior, champion versus champion, to really sell out the building and really make it seem grandiose and more important and just like the biggest show of all time, which it's going to be. I mean, obviously, you got to go WrestleMania 3 and then the tournament WrestleMania 4 and then Hogan Savage, Mega Powers Explode, WrestleMania 5. You can't kind of go down. You got to keep building yourself up, back up. And I don't know if Perfect was that huge main event guy to me yes he was and was one of the great workers but i don't think he ever reached that warrior level or that savage level where he's going to be a real threat to ending hulkamania and beating him in wrestlemania just it i don't know wasn't in the cards wasn't feeling it maybe if they pumped him up a little bit more just something about it maybe it's one of the things where uh, he he just um wasn't given enough of a push, even though he did have the perfect record. It wasn't exactly beating all the main event guys. You know what I mean? He was kind of beating all the mid card guys, working his way up to the main event. So I don't know what what could have done or what kind of done the trick, but I just never foresaw, even though there was a possibility and there was a rumor that Kurt Hennig was going to fight Hogan at WrestleMania six and it was going to be the perfect record. I don't. Know, I just I just wasn't buying that. I just didn't see it. I always thought, and you could see the breadcrumbs being dropped here. Saturday night's main event, then again at the Royal Rumble, that it was always going to be Hogan and the Warrior. So the big MSG show that I was talking about that they're building up to, 115-1990, Mr. Perfect defeats Hulk Hogan via DQ in about 13 minutes, 30 seconds. Of course, part of the big MSG network shows that they put on. And it didn't sell out, which is just an interesting thing. I know Bruce Pritchard talked about this on his podcast with Connie. And I know that um, Eric Bischoff, I think, recently has talked about this for whatever reason, maybe on the Kurt Henning episode but that it didn't sell out, didn't do as big a business as they thought. I don't know all the factors that went into play. It's hard to see and hard to tell because Hogan's selling out other towns with him. They're doing big business. They would have cut the feud off and not have them fight, you know, 50 times on house shows if it wasn't doing big business and it wasn't making them money. So it was just one of those things where for some reason this MSG show that they built up and was going to be this big kind of blow-off match, it just wasn't, and it wasn't the big match, obviously, Hogan ends up losing by DQ here, and they do still make Perfect look strong, but it's interesting to think that maybe the crowd wasn't buying into Perfect as beating Hogan as much as they should have been for a guy with a perfect record, quote-unquote, and going in there and, and being this big show at MSG. So I know Bruce Pritchard talked about it. They were a little disappointed with that number. Not that they were so disappointed in Perfect. They were just, you just never really truly know what was going on, but it just didn't work or didn't connect as far as selling out that specific show and that specific night, even though it was built up to be. And should have been a sellout. So it's interesting stuff there. And Hogan would then go on to the Omni and defeat Mr. Perfect on 120, 1990. And of course, the aforementioned Royal Rumble 1990, where you get arguably, and my friend argues with me this all the time, that 1990 is a better Royal Rumble than 92. To me, the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, you can put them in any order. 89, 90, 92. Uh, I even like 91. I really, really enjoy 91. Um, as far as just sticking in the Hogan era. And then obviously you got some other sprinkled in there. I, I like 97. I like 01. I like 02. I like 04. But really, the greatest rumbles to me are 90 and 92. Flip a coin. Which ones you you think are the best? I thought 92. My, my buddy always says 1990, which is awesome. The names in it are unbelievable. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I mean, Andre, Dusty, guys you wouldn't necessarily think, or wouldn't Piper, of course, Hogan. I mean, I mean everybody's in it. It's just an unbelievable Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble 1990, Orlando Arena 
in Orlando, Florida. One twenty-one nineteen ninety. They teased the Big Hogan Warrior Showdown, and the crowd is nuts for it. That was your taste. That's a little breadcrumb of things to come, obviously, for WrestleMania six. But the final two guys, well, the final three, you got Rick Rude, Hogan, and Perfect, but the final two guys, Hogan and Mr. Perfect, Hogan eliminates Perfect there. And it's kind of not ending the feud, so I say, but it's kind of like putting a little bit of a kibosh, a little bit of stop on him getting you know this big push towards the Hulkster. It just was like one of those things where it's like, okay, perfect. Maybe if he wins here, he goes on to WrestleMania 6 and fights Hogan in the main event. Maybe you can kind of push it that way. But Hogan eliminates perfect. I thought it was perfect the way they did it, pun intended. And I just really just thought, okay, Hogan wins. He's moving on. He's moving on to the ultimate warrior and the ultimate showdown. So we go to the palace of Auburn Hills in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Hogan defeats Perfect there. Then he beats him in Landover, Maryland. Then Hershey, PA. And then uh, Mr. Perfect will get a count-out victory in Providence, Rhode Island. There's a two-on-one handicap match. Hogan defeats Perfect and the Genius in Toronto, Ontario. They have a steel cage return match in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Hogan would defeat Mr. Perfect there. Hogan would then defeat Perfect in Philly. He then beat him in Albany in the Knickerbocker Arena. And then 219-1990, here's a big one, MSG Network, MSG New York City, Brutus Beefcake and Hulk Hogan defeats Mr. Perfect and the Genius in 15 minutes and 30 seconds. And that's one of those things where it's like, okay, maybe Perfect isn't going to be getting the big push for WrestleMania. Maybe, you know, maybe they're going to go here in, in a different direction. To me, um, I don't know. You could say smart or, or the right way to go. I just think that it was it was the right call. Perfect. Um, could have had had a big spot. It could have been pretty damn um, important as far as the ultimate challenge here. But I think the ultimate challenge supersedes that match. And I know I keep kind of mentioning that, but it's just I know that rumor has been out there that it was going to be perfect Hogan. And if you remember on Saturday night's main event, Perfect smashes the WWF world title. And a lot of people think, and, and I thought so too for a long time, that that was the belt that was new, new, used as a, the hardcore title forever because it looked like that was the belt that Perfect smashed. Supposedly it's not, but let's just pretend it is because uh, for history, that would be awesome if <laughs> Mick Foley gets handed the title that Perfect was uh, you know, destroyed from Hulk Hogan in 1990 on Saturday Night's Main Event. Just a really cool thing because that was like, wow, like that's almost like, wow, Perfect stepping off the line. That's huge. I mean, that's just a crazy kind of thing to have happen. But to me, it's like, wow, that, 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 you know, that kind of shows that maybe he was getting a, a bigger push up the line and maybe going after the world title. But alas, he was not. So, really, here, as Mr. Perfect and Bruce Beefcake, excuse me, Mr. Perfect and Genius lose to Beefcake and Hogan, that would happen again in LA, San Diego. They change out perfect for the big boss man, and they lose in Quebec, Providence, Orlando, Tampa, uh, and then back to Brutus Beefcake in Richfield, Ohio, and the tag team loses there. Back to boss man at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, and then there's a big house show in Honolulu, Hawaii, 4-10-1990. Hogan defeats perfect there. At the Blastdale Center over there in Hawaii, it was a pretty big show. Of course, Snooker's on the card against Valentine, Bossman, DiBiase, Tito, Brett, Jake Martell, Demolition against Colossal Connection, Warrior defending the WWF World Heavyweight title against Macho Man Randy Savage, and even despite that it wasn't a world title match, Hulk Hogan and Mr. Perfect was the main event. It's funny, though, because WrestleMania Six, the ultimate challenge, Warrior is the world champion, and he beats Hogan. He's now going to be a you know, double champ. He then eventually gives up the IC title, and Mr. Perfect would then win it in a tournament, defeating Tito Santana in the finals. But you would think Warrior would be like the main event of all these shows, but Hogan was still the man and still the top dog. The real last one-on-one -on -one match that Hogan and Perfect had was 423-1990, part of a big Saturday night's main event, Saturday night's main event number 26, the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas. Hogan defeats Perfect and basically ends the feud right then and there, defeating Mr. Perfect, who kind of would never really, I wouldn't want to say not sniff the world title, but he would kind of be the perennial IC champ, great worker, um, one of the best, but never really true blue main event guy. And Hogan kind of 
you know, knocks him off the pedestal there. And also, I will never forgive the WWF for having Brutus Beefcake, of all people, and Mr. Perfect's undefeated streak at WrestleMania six on TV. It was the first time he lost and the first time they really mentioned it, and his first real big loss, ending the perfect streak. So it's like, kind of should have been Hogan. And if it wasn't going to be a WrestleMania six, this should have been, you know, the big push at, at, at Saturday night's main event. And this should have been the big loss. But Alas, it wasn't in Brutus Beefcake for some God knows what reason ended the streak. Never happy about that. Just I thought that was uh, absolutely insane. But that's a different topic for a different day. Of course, they were a part of World Rumble 1991 together. And they were a part of Seven Nights Main Event 29 in a 20-man battle royal together that Mr. Perfect does end up winning in Omaha, Nebraska. So that's the end of that feud there. Mr. Perfect's last match in the WWF during the Hogan era would be all the way in 1993, 10-29-93. Mr. Perfect and Razor Moan defeat Diesel and Erwin R. Scheister at a house show in Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. Really, he would come back in 02 and have a quick, great little run there, ending his run defeating Mr. Perfect, excuse me, for Mr. Perfect and defeating Goldust at the Wembley Arena in London on 5-4-2002 at Insurrection, Oh, two. And then, of course, the plane ride from hell happens and he was subsequently fired. And of course, he goes to TNA and a year later, unfortunately, he passes away way, way, way too soon. But Mr. Perfect certainly was perfect, certainly was a god of wrestling and certainly had a great feud with the immortal Hulk Hogan. But that's it for this week on the Hogan Era podcast. Want to also mention the plugs? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com and of course Patreon, Patreon.com/slash tmptempire. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you right back here next week for the Hogan Era Podcast. I'll see you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash tmptempire to become a patron and also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two-man power trip where the power lies, brother. Starting to build in the air here as the WWF Championship match is about to happen. Let's go down to Howard. Ladies and gentlemen, this contest is for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. It is scheduled for one fall. And now, to introduce the challenger, I give you the genius. No, thank you. Uh, not a second verse here. I don't know if I can it take it. It takes a real genius to appreciate perfection, just like it takes a real fire to burn. To be a Hulkamaniac requires no intelligence. It's something any idiot can learn. When I think of Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect, there are no finer words of tongue or pen. So I'll say Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect. And tomorrow I'll rejoice and start again. Ladies and gentlemen, the genius presents the next perfect World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, Mr. Perfect. Well, I'm sure the Hulkster will have something to say about that here, Billy. Yeah. This guy's tough, all right. There ain't no doubt about it. But let me tell you something. He's in there tonight with something he ain't never got a hold of. This guy here's going to show him a thing or two about being perfect tonight. Now, Mr. Perfect said that Hulkamania was dead. Well, that's not true by a long shot. There are Hulkamaniacs everywhere. And a special get well wish to a Hulkamaniac combined that I know, Lucia, who's down with a broken hip, 92 years old, Hillbilly. And God she is a Hulkamaniac to the end. You know that's right. That's just what that's just what Hulkamania is all about. People from all walks of life, of every age, they're all about Hulkamania. We know what it's all about. It's worked before. It's proven. There ain't nothing no better than being a Hulkamaniac. And hey, I'm one myself. I'm proud I of am it. too. And his opponent. Uh oh. Here we go now. From Tennessee, California. There he is. Whoa. 
kill me. These people don't know what they like. They like being homomaniacs. They're proud of it. And look at him. He's in great shape. Take a good look. Greatest professional athlete in the world today. Barnett. And with the gold. And what a representative he has been for the World Wrestling Federation. And Hulk Hogan, Hulkamaniacs everywhere. Let me tell you, this man right here is bringing a chill in my back. I'm telling you right now. I know what he's all about. I know he lives it. He breathes it. He is Hulkamania all the way down. Look at him. He looks great. It looks like he dropped maybe 10 or 15 pounds. Really looks in tremendous condition. But so is that man right there. And I know personally as a fact, ever since he knew about this uh, this genius of mine, this, uh, this Mr. Perfect, he has really been trained. He has really been thinking about this. Let me tell you, he ain't left no stones unturned. He's ready for this man, you believe me. I'm sure he has. What a golden opportunity for Mr. Perfect. You know, not many times in a lifetime will you get a chance to step to the squared circle and face the champion when the gold is up for grabs. You don't get too many of those champions here, Billy. But let me tell you, this champion knows that he knows that they're lined up like cordwood, waiting for an opportunity. You know that just Mr. Perfect can make history tonight. He can make history tonight if he could pin Hulk Hogan, if he could take this belt from him. It would be all over the world in a matter of moments oh, yes. that he has defeated the mighty Hulk Hogan, the Hulkamaniac that we all have known for many years, the world champion here in the World Wrestling Federation. Let me tell you something. Hulk knows this. He ain't taking it lightly. He, you think he slept much last night? <laughs> this guy's wired. Unlikely. He's wired. He's ready for this. Highly unlikely. The youngster, Mr. Perfect, very deceiving. <laughs> but look at him. There's some of the awesome power of the Hulkster. He's going to learn a new definition of the word perfect tonight. He's going to learn from the master. The genius with a few words of encouragement. I don't, I don't think that Mr. Perfect looks to the genius for advice, nobody. No, I don't really believe he does. As far as what he does inside the ring. I don't think there's much a genius can tell him that this man don't already know. I don't think so either. Second generation wrestler, Mr. Perfect. Listen to Chad Hogan, hip lock. Out of nowhere, scoop slam by yeah. the head and a slam. And things yeah. not going perfectly for Mr. Perfect. <laughs> He's out of there. Looks like five for the champ, zero for the challenger to me. Hugs are going right on after him. Look at this. Hey, good morning, boys. This genius. Oh, slam on the floor for oh. the genius. That'll make him want to go back and take another course or two, won't it? Hulkster wants him in the ring, but oh, this could be a mistake here. Get him out of there, rep. It's didn't right. Single leg uh -huh. grip and now it's... Uh -huh. Whoa! Don't Wait. give your back, Hulk! Oh! I love it. This is great. Hulkster's got these two guys figured out pretty good. Look at the referee allowing the genius to get in. Look at this perfect. <laughs> He's hung up. Hung out the dry, ain't he? Atomic drop coming up for the genius. He wants to fly out of there. And it does. Woo! Fly like a bird, genius. You're looking good tonight, son. So far, it's been all hope. It's been a perfect night, you know what I mean? Certainly has, except for <laughs> Mr. Perfect. <laughs> And the Hulk's not done with the genius yet. Rammed him, shoulder first, right into the steel post. Of course, here, Billy, you know, the Hulkster get, get a little preoccupied here with the genius. This guy here is floating like Muhammad Ali out there. And you know, you know about this Muhammad Ali yourself. You oh, know, I certainly do. Perfect slug in. The Hulkster follows him right in with an elbow, drives him out over the top. And these guys better regroup here. This thing's going to be over in a very... Uh, short time. Here's Hulk is dancing around out there tonight like that to Mikhail Barishnikov or whatever huh. that guy's name you is. You got tonight. it. <laughs> Double Naga knocker Woo! once again. The big fella is wound up tonight, folks. Well, Mr. Perfect said a lot of derogatory things about yeah, the Hulk. Exactly no right. respect whatsoever for the champion, and now he's having to pay the price. He's taking a major bump in the night, if you know what I mean. Lowe's Line City nailed him. I'm surprised Mr. Perfect is still in there. What a gutsy guy. 
Head first into the top turnbuckle, just like a rag doll. Yeah, you know what? When this match is over tonight, just because Prentice is going to have a drug problem, because he's been drugged all over this ring tonight, you know what Certainly I mean. He has. Right between the eyes with a big roundhouse right. Iris with it. Whoa! Holster turned his head away. Just enough to open the door. Ooh. Oh, what a clothesline. Yeah. Perfect. Be frank with you, I didn't think the guy had it in him. I thought he was just about on the ropes there himself. And he showed me a little something. Yeah, Billy went for that backdrop yeah. and turned yeah. his face away just a little bit. That's it. all it takes. That's all it takes. One little mistake. And the pendulum has swung in the other direction. But Hunter's lucky in one way here because Perfect has already taken such a tremendous beating that he's not back yet. That's he's right. not back 100% yet. Slingshot of the big guy. He's working the big guy over pretty good here, though, but he still ain't really got down on him yet. I think Hulk's more stunned than anything there, Billy. It's more of a little stunned. Well, Mr. Perfect still trying to regroup here. Not a whole lot behind those shots. Not what we're used to seeing out of him anyway. He gets that second wind of his. He's going to be a handful. He measured him right there. Perfect right hand. Knocks the champ out and down to the concrete. Not where he wants to be. Not with that butterfly floating around out there. No, sir. No, sir. Oh, my. Uh, he's dropped back there like he's going to take a little aim at him here with this. What is this thing, a metal scroll? What is that thing he's got in his hand? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like a clipboard, only it's made out of cast iron. He claims that he needs it to yeah. write his poetry down there. I tell you, I'm sick and tired of all this interference that's going on here in the World Wrestling Federation. You know, this is totally needless. It doesn't need to be happening. Perfect coming to the outside. Ooh. Whoa, leveled him. Beautiful reverse knife edge there. And he's going to post them here. No, yeah. reverse it. Yeah, reverse it. Yeah, come on now. And shoulder post into the steel post. Once the challenger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There you go, buddy. One more time. Going to work on that left arm and shoulder. That's right. That's where I love it. I don't mind telling you about here, girl. I'm a little bit biased. That's right. I'm a hookamaniac, and I'm a good friend of this man in the ring. Well, we I believe in what he stands for. We all are. That's right. I get a little bit carried away. You got to excuse me. No problem. Wait a minute. Perfect. <laughs> there two yeah. Oh, my. Thumb right in the eye. That's all he could do. He was fixing to take a ride there, and he knew it. You know, I don't care how big you are, how bad you are. You get thumbed in the eye, and that pain is excruciating, as you're seeing right yeah, now. That's exactly right. It's like my good buddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, always said, there ain't no muscles in them eyes. Absolutely not. Sleeper hole being applied here. I don't think he's got it sunk in deep enough. Not quite, but I don't know. That right arm has got to come around yeah, there to the opposite. A little, bit. a little bit more. They hope don't get to the ropes. I hope he does. Come on, Hulkster. Hulkster's too, too yeah, tall for this hole to be effective. Good. Yeah, he went to the hair. Perfect took advantage of that situation and brought him down where he needs to get him. What a matchup. We could be seeing history being made here in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, this definitely took a swing, had it. This thing here came out here, hooked came out here like a, like he was on fire, had this uh, had this Mr. Perfect all over that ring. And of course, that genius is in there, too. He didn't need one of them to slow him down. Certainly didn't. Things have slowed down a bit for him now, though. Of course, let's keep in mind, always a, a little bit of an advantage when you're the champion here, Billy, being that the title can only change hands on a pinfall or submission. Right. If the match right. ends in any other way, shape, or form, of course, you could become the loser easily, but still walk out of here with the gold. Well, you know, Grillo, many people hide behind that. Sometimes when there's, uh, there's some of these so-called champions, sometimes when things get a little rough, they'll take a hike. This man right here, I can guarantee you, is going to stay there until it's over. He's I, I kind of think you head. had the Macho King in mind when you said that. Yeah, right? I wasn't the one to call no names, but since you did, yeah, I was talking about that Macho King, you know. Hunkster needs to get to his feet here before the lights go out. 
Hunter has a tremendous advantage when he's on his feet with that. I don't know what is it, eight or ten inches of oh, yeah. advantage. But this Mr. Perfect has reduced it down to where it's like uh, even now. You know what I'm saying? He's even. He's got him down there flat. He's on top of him. He's got the leverage on him. Wait a minute. Referee checking the left arm. Oh, now, Hulk. Wait a minute. Should that arm drop three times while well, one? Yeah, he got a little fire. Come on up, fat boy. Fire up now. Woo! I love it. Here we go now. You better hang on, boy. You riding your bull now. He this sure is. Long, did it? Look at here. Nice uh, move by Mr. Perfect. We'll see where it ends up. Oh. Oh. Smart move by Mr. Perfect. Yep. Holster was going to try to duck underneath that top rope and ram Mr. Perfect into the top turnbuckle. But the challenger had other ideas. And now he's wasting valuable time. Yeah, he better be taking care of business to tell everybody about how he's going to get there. Oh, oh. oh, I don't know where he was going. He was going up to the top rope facing the outside of the ring. What now was he, he going to do? Now now he's sitting there kind of unhappy, though, it looks like. Got a little problem, don't he? What he was doing is he was grandstanding. He was hot-dogging. Hawks is the There's the ball hot-dog for you, boy. <laughs> Woo! Boy, I'm glad I'm not in that position. <laughs> Makes me kind of weak just to think about it. What about you, Grillo? He's singing at least two octaves higher in the show. This Hulk's giving him what's called a little dose of his own medicine. Might be suplex time here. Oh, atomic drop, atomic drop. Yes, sir. Look at this boy. I don't ever think that I've seen the Hulkster execute any better than he has here. I'm telling you, he is in rare form, isn't he? It might be that little bit of weight that he dropped. Be surprised what 10 or 15 pounds can be like a runaway locomotive, man. Oh, this guy was playing a little bit of possum there, if you know what I mean, there, gorilla. Well, Perfect's got that instinctive maneuvers that he does inside the ring that sometimes don't even require you to think. Well, like you said at the top of this match, second generation wrestler, this guy here is, has, has been in there a lot. He's, he's born and bred, and he knows what he's doing out there. He's got the instincts now. There ain't no doubt about it. He's going for a suplex. He's in trouble here. I don't know. Oh, he's going for the perfect play. Well, he got it. Oh. He doesn't have the hands locked. Now he got him. He got him. broken. Yeah, oh, the yeah. First time I've ever seen it. First time I've ever This This perfect has got to be out of his mind now. He's gave it his best shot, Gorilla. Well, let's give credit where credit is due from our vantage point here, Billy. I couldn't tell whether he had those fingers locked up tight or not. Regardless whether he did or not, the Hunter came Woo! out there, and now the adrenaline is flowing through that body, and forget about it. Hold on to your seats. It's hard for the time now, son. There's the big one. There's that big 16 right outside the head there, son. Look at him come right back, oh, though, grabs the leg of the champ and drags him out there with him. And now it's just an exchange of lefts and rights. Oh, right back to that eye. Yep, that's all he can do. Now he's getting a chair. Ah, uh, come on, Perfect. Perfect with a steel chair. Oh, he missed it. Hulkster just ducked out of there. Hulkster with the right hand knocks Perfect back inside the ring. They were outside there an awful long time. They sure did. What's the count going on here? I don't know. I can't even see the referee. See pandemonium around here. Everybody's just broke down. Nobody know what's going on here. He's still counting. Oh, well, that'll break the count. I don't know if the referee saw that, though. Wait a minute. He, he had something. Yeah, he something. stuffed it back that? into his tights. Look at that. There it is. After nailing the hunkster with it. He hit him through the ropes or something there, Gorilla. Perhaps. You can see it right there. Maybe some brass knucks. There's a good shot of it right there. A little circular. That would tell me that it's brass knucks. Wait just a Hunter minute. Hunter is out. He was not cold. Oh, he's cold as a cucumber out there. The referee turned his head for just for a moment, and Perfect went into his tights there and pulled out something and nailed him with it. He got knocked silly. Where's the referee? I can't see a count going on here. Yeah, the big man's still at him. He's still at him. Obviously, referee hasn't counted anybody out yet. And look at He's got it in his hand again, whatever it was. Whatever it is. And now the Hulkster sees it. Whatever it is. <laughs> it don't matter now, folks. Hulkster's got it on. Bam. 
That's what it was, buddy. Here we go. Yes, yes. Yeah, kick out there, Mr. Perfect. What, what happened? I don't know. What the referee happened? did not go down to make a count. Ladies and gentlemen, the referee awards the decision as a result of a disqualification to Mr. Hilton. Oh, get out. Oh. You know what happened here, Billy? Referee never saw the foreign object being used by Mr. Perfect. The only time he saw it is when the hoaxer had it. That's it. Now, oh, look at this. Yeah, it's gonna get a little. Oh, this has got to be frustrating for Hulk. Oh, Hulkster's showing the referee now, and the referee says, "Yes, I see it. I see it." And when I saw it for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, still your world wrestling champion. Oh, the title definitely does not change hands. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but if I know the big man, he ain't exactly quite satisfied with it. He's upset to say the least. He's fit to be tired after the night. Well, you know, sometimes you get wrapped up out there. The Hulkster almost got nailed twice with those brass knuckles. If he had just thought for a second and went, Mr. Perfect dropped him. If he had just picked him up, handed him to the referee, I'm sure he could have put Perfect away. But under the heat of battle, sometimes it's easy to say it when you're sitting up here. You're exactly right, but real, I think a point's got to be made right here tonight. Have you ever seen the champion any more sharper than he has been tonight? Myself, I haven't. He looked like he was ready for anything that might have happened up there tonight. He met the challenge more than better. And let me tell you something, as far as I'm concerned, hey, he ain't been Absolutely not. The Hulkster as sharp as I've ever seen him in his entire career, especially as champion. Boy, he really proved something to me here tonight at Madison Square Garden that Hulk Hogan is the power that reigns here in the World Wrestling Federation. And whether you're Mr. Perfect or not, you're going to have to contend with that. They might come and they might go, but let me tell you something. Ain't nobody going to get by this big right here. He's got it all going this way. He's on a roll. He's still the champion. He's long as the champion for his He's thinking about it right now. He's thinking about what Mr. Perfect and the genius tried to do to him. And it didn't work out. And now he's giving these fans exactly what they want here. Fired up with this night, really. And before it's all over, he'll be thanking the guy upstairs. There, there it is, right there. Because without him, nothing is possible. Exactly right. He knows that very well. He'll tell you right out of his mouth when he's to talk to him. What a man, what a champion. Somebody to truly look up to. Well, Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan with the gold. It'll go down in the record books as a win for Mr. Perfect. But what a win it was for that man.